Hey guys. Welcome back to the Tech Buddies podcast. Today's episode is a special episode. Uh, it's been almost a year since we covered the original Nothing Phone One episode, and we were really excited. And I, I was kind, of, I'm excited, and I was looking forward for this episode too. It's kind of interesting to see a new player in the market, and uh, we, both of us, Athar and I, have been following Nothing, Nothing's moves very closely. And this is their second phone, so usually their first phone they were under a lot of constraints, and this phone they can push that the the level that they were on and now they're on a like sli- slightly higher level so let's let's start at the episode let's not waste any time for all of you who are hearing of nothing for the first time i'll give you like a quick recap of what nothing is nothing is a brand that was launched in i think 2020 or 2021 by carl pay who was the former uh, co-founder of oneplus and he shifted from oneplus to make a new brand of him his own to bring back the creativity and like uh into the tech sphere to make things interesting again and the first product that they launched is the nothing year one which i have with me and then they had launched the nothing phone one uh, after that they followed up with the nothing year stick and the nothing year two and then they have launched nothing phone two and also the black color of nothing year two So the event started off with uh, Carl Pay and his team. He has a set of team. Uh, I forgot their names, but it's a woman and a guy. And both of them uh, said that they have noticed that recently Carl Pay has been lacking any energy, and he does not have it. Uh, he has devoted so much time and energy into nothing that he has uh, trying to make the tech world so fun that he has lost the fun in his life. So Carl Pay at that time was going to meet uh, Casey Neistat. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, Casey Neistat has been an in uh, investor, a huge investor in nothing since day one because he was a he was a friend of Carl Pay since uh, back when he used to work in OnePlus. So they know each other; they are mutual acquaintances, they are friends. And Carl Pay was going to meet Casey Neistat. That's how the video's premise started. But uh, in attempt to bring fun into his life, they uh, diverted. the car towards a roller coaster and in one of their previous youtube videos kalpe had mentioned that he's extremely afraid of uh, roller coasters so to really like break him out of his comfort zone they take him into like a roller coaster ride with casey nastat reading a book i don't i don't remember the exact name of the book but i think i've read it before uh, so casey nastat was reading a few pages out of it and then they a uh, cut to Casey Neistat's room where they have some discussion about the nothing phone 2 and the nothing phone 1 uh where they hold up the nothing phone 1 and the nothing phone 2 side by side and they do a few comparisons there uh, Carlplay tells like i said he uh, they expected to cover 800000 units and they had uh, they have done that they have significantly reduced the prices and now they have uh they're focusing more on making a better phone they admit that their first phone was like an entry level phone and now they want to move to the big leagues uh and make a flagship phone then uh Casey Neistat teaches Carl Pay how to vlog and he goes to different places for example he goes to his office he talks to the designers uh he talks to the people behind the software uh he talks he goes to the factory and shows how they are making the phones like kind of like a tour of the factory and he shows the parts that are involved in making the nothing phone too and 
the video is very interesting i would recommend all of you to watch it it's pretty long i watched the event live i was eating my food and i watched it and i enjoyed the event it for at first when i was watching it i thought it was going to be those type of events where they do not mention any specifications they just say oh yeah this is good this is good and they won't mention anything in numbers but he did mention numbers and he was kind of frank with us on what he expected out of the phone and what he thinks of the phone and uh, it wasn't like a very although it was slightly scripted like i think it has to be scripted because there would be company policy that states that it would be scripted but it felt like just a guy you know talking to you and trying to show his what he has made so that's basically what happened in the event kind of like a recap of what happened in the event because athar didn't watch it i just uh, thought i'll give him like a experience of what it was uh, what it was watching the event when i was watching it there was around 44000 people watching it which i don't know if it was lesser than last time or more than last time but currently as of now the embargo has dropped only for the first impressions we do not know any of the camera samples or things like that so a few youtubers have released their videos and yeah that's kind of it now let's move to the actual phone that is what everyone has been waiting for the nothing phone 2 so you'll notice in the design itself there are huge changes and arthur was the one who initially sent me the pictures of this and i was kind of my mind was kind of blown away seeing it because the thing is what carpe mentioned in his event was that they don't want their phone to look very different every year but they still like brands that they want to have an identity as a brand but also keep things interesting there are many brands that keep or uh, releasing phones that look different every year but in the from the inside it's the exact same so what they want to do is they want to have like a strong sense of brand dna while keeping things interesting so if i put a picture side by side of the nothing phone 1 and the nothing phone 2 you will be able to notice a few differences starting with where the camera is positioned the camera for the nothing phone 1 was positioned towards the left side and uh, this is now more centered which is in line with the flagships of uh, today you can notice that the bezels are still very even but it has become significantly thinner in fact in real life people say that you'd notice this like you'll notice this difference significantly the back design has also uh, changed quite a bit you can see uh, the positioning of the glyph instead of having one long led strip they have cut cut some strips to get, provide more zones to actually have an accurate like to have more customization over it and i think there are significantly more leds too uh then there's this red light here which i think it is for recording i'm not too sure uh there's this switch here which is not functional uh, uh dave tudi or dave dave lee is what the channel is called now uh, was complaining that he wished that it was an actual switch something for like silent or something like that but it isn't that you'll also notice that it just overall looks a bit different that is because the edges over here were sharp and the edges over here are curved the sensor size is also increased and uh, carpe had said that you can expect about a uh, uh you can expect a much big difference in the uh, in the photo quality from the nothing phone 1 to the nothing phone 2 uh he said that they had increased the sensor size Uh, both in the front and back cam uh, back cameras but this time their focus as a tech brand their focus is more uh, towards the software and they plan on optimizing the software 
This time they have said that they have specifically optimized the Nothing Phone 2 for dynamic range and motion. So they have this thing called smart dynamic range, which I think even uh, Apple has, where if you take one picture, it takes a it takes the picture in multiple tones and brightnesses, and then it compresses it together to give you the best. Uh, and they said the best and most accurate a real to life picture. So I don't think so. It will be like those companies that just saturates everything. They're trying to go for accuracy. Uh, from processor wise, the Nothing Phone One had a, a Snapdragon seven seventy eight G processor, which is a very mid range processor. In fact, there are phones and its price range that give you much better for performance. But this, uh, the Nothing Phone 2 is more in line with its uh, competitors with the Snapdragon 8 Plus Gen 1 processor, which is kind of like brand new. The battery also has like a 200 mAh uh, lithium-ion battery. Uh, so basically, he said that he cannot quantify how much improvement he can give in the battery because battery usage varies. But he said that he's getting a couple of hours more. Uh, then the front camera also has significantly uh, increased in like megapixel uh, size. So it's like 32 megapixels, whereas before it was 16 megapixels. Uh, the lenses have also changed. I don't know the exact lens name, but it's both are Sony lenses. Uh, yeah, so basically this is a refinement over the previous phone. There's not that much difference. So as you can see, there's a new cable too, which is not a flagship feature, but it's just something they were really passionate about. Uh, one thing that Beambomb had mentioned is that the software experience has significantly improved in the in the Nothing OS 2. And they're trying to make everything kind of like monochromatic and like in line with their DNA. So you can see the icons here. Any app you install, you have the option of either selecting stock Android or getting like a Nothing OS icon. So it kind of makes every icon flat. And he said that the experience is great. Also, they have significantly focused on the widgets and tried to redesign it to make it usable. So like if you were on iOS, I'm sure any many iOS users know that if you click on the do not like any widget, it opens the app instead of interacting with the widget. But this is like an interactive widget. So if you click on the do not disturb thing, you can it turns your phone to do not disturb. It does not open any app. And it's kind of useful because you won't have to scroll from the shelf and then find do not disturb. So it's like based on your needs, you can do it. And they're trying to give more support, uh, like more widgets, more support. And they said that their focus is on making the software experience as good as possible. Uh, one more thing that they said that they would do is they would give three years of flagship updates. I mean, like software updates and four years of security updates, which I think is in line with what the competitors give to. I kind of had higher expectations from nothing, but... Uh, I guess this is what they're able to deliver at this time. Now, one cool feature that they have is that one of the glyph lights here uh, is going to be like an interactive glyph light. For example, you're in you're, you're busy, you have to go to your office or you have to go to your uni, you're packing things up and you're in a rush. You haven't got a cab yet. And then you open Uber, you get a cab, but you're still packing things up. You turn your phone around and this light kind of becomes like an interactive bar that shows you... Uh, how much time your driver takes to reach to your destination. I also wish it showed you the, like the progress, like how much you've completed, like for your destination too, that would have been nice. But uh, so, so far as of now, it just shows you how much time it's going to take for your driver to come pick you up. Also, Zomato also supports this feature. So that's a cool thing. And lots of apps are going to get uh, 
access to this feature. I think it's in this bottom light from what I, if you can see my, okay, you can't see my mouse pointer, but it's the bottom light. And this top light is going to be a light that you can uh, kind of customize. For example, uh, you have this app like uh, maybe Outlook and all your office messages come in Outlook. And you want to never miss an email from your uh, office, uh, office uh, like from your office. So you can set a thing where this light will always be on until you open that uh, notification from Outlook. So if there is any notification from Outlook, this light will always be on. So it's useful in emergency situations and things like that. And if you need, if you're like looking forward to some specific, uh, some specific notification from an app or from a person. And for example, I think you can even customize it for missed calls. So if you have, like, if you get a call from any of your loved ones, then, and you need to not miss it, this is a good feature, but I do expect it to drain the battery significantly. Also, one thing I missed about widgets is uh, not only like basic widgets, like do not disturb and torch. They have set up many widgets, like a Wi-Fi widget, airplane mode widget, Bluetooth widget, and it kind of saves a lot of time. So I'm kind of appreciative of that. Dark mode has also significantly uh, improved in this and they, they made the experience very minimalist in design. So that looks good. Uh, apart from that, there's not much to talk about because it's almost exactly the same phone in DNA. But overall, from what I have seen, it's a much more refined experience. And I liked it. So now I've spoken a lot. Let Athar share his thoughts and then we can have more of a discussion as we had planned. Overall, I think specs-wise, the phone is perfect. But then where they kind of screwed up is probably the price because uh, price for the 8GB RAM and 128GB storage variant starts at 44999 But this variant seems to be out of stock in Flipkart and you can't buy it in the first sale or whatever. But hopefully they have it in the further sales. But people who want to buy this variant in the first sale, they don't have that option. They'll have to move to the 12GB RAM and 256GB storage variant, which starts at 49999 And they also have a 12GB RAM variant with 512GB storage for 54999 So I feel these prices are a bit overpriced, especially considering that it's like 8 plus Gen 1. It's I, The processor is good, but it's kind of a bit old already like it's almost i think one year it's going to be one year old and um because it's one year old they would have obviously uh been able to buy it for a bit cheaper cost than um maybe like the 8 gen 2 or whatever but yeah i feel they could have priced it a bit more aggressively maybe like for example, the OnePlus 11R comes starts at 39999 for 8GB RAM and 128GB, uh, 256GB storage or 128GB, I'm not sure. So they could have done something like kind of undercutting the price of the OnePlus 11R so that, uh, and that, that way they could have won over the that price segment market or whatever. But then, yeah, they want to portray themselves as this premium smartphone brand so they i guess they set these prices a bit higher and another problem is they sell on flipkart which is uh the same issue as their other devices as well so um especially if i'm spending 49 triple nine for a phone i wouldn't buy from flipkart at least 
in my uh, situation i don't know about others so these are like the two problems i found uh, other than that overall it's like a really good phone like even the camera samples uh, many people are posting on twitter like kalpe uh, said uh, post your nothing phone to uh, samples on he put out he put out photos himself about from the nothing phone too and under that people were quote tweeting it and then they were putting their samples so uh, seeing those those camera samples are really good so i'm not judging about the camera but yeah just i'm saying the price is a bit too much in my opinion you can either check out the oneplus 11r or if you are re- like really into cameras you can check out the oppo reno 10 pro plus it also comes with the 8 plus gen 1 and it has a 64 megapixel telephoto and stuff like that so there it could provide a bit more uh, better camera experience but uh, i think over the oppo reno 10 pro plus the nothing phone 2 has the advantage of software because the color os software on oppo is like really bad it has a lot of app recommendations and bloatware and stuff so that in that case nothing has that software uh, clean android advantage um oneplus 11r comes like 10 a whole 10000 rupees cheaper than this phone and it has advantages of having a faster uh, charging at 100 watt and the charger comes in the box yeah that brings me to the other point about the officially official accessories pricing So if you want to buy a case for the Nothing Phone 2 it will cost you 1299 rupees. If you want a screen protector it will cost you 999 rupees. You want the C2C cable uh, which is 100 cm long it's 999 rupees. 180 cm long cable is 1499 rupees and the 45 watt charger is rupees 2500. So basically you add you'll minimum buy the 45 watt charger if you want to charging speed so considering that you'll minimum uh, buy the 45 watt charger add another 2500 rupees so so the price increases even more so it becomes almost like 51 52000 and at that price point you have and in the OnePlus 11R you get the um uh, charger in the box as well and the 50 megapixel main sensor same on both the phones you get a 50 megapixel ultra wide in the nothing phone 2 here you get an 8 megapixel ultra wide and instead of a 32 megapixel selfie camera here the oneplus 11r has a 16 megapixel selfie camera so yeah you left to and oneplus 11r is sold on amazon which and i think oneplus has more offline stores and stuff so that is there um i know oneplus is like still a young brand so they'll take time to uh, get into the offline space but they should do it quickly maybe they can tie up with reliance digital chroma and all those people and they can put like a small kiosk in their shop like i don't i don't know how much commission or whatever you have to pay but they can slowly start doing that they have opened a service center here in bangalore somewhere which is a good thing so they should slowly expand that as well but Honestly, I was kind of disappointed with the price. The leaks were saying forty forty three k, and then I thought with discounts it could come down to thirty nine triple nine, with around thirty nine triple nine, which is the pricing of one plus eleven. So there it could have given like a proper uh, competition, like one plus versus nothing. 
but yeah carpe chose to take the premium route this feels like the apple tax so. yeah that's about it i think if you look at how oneplus started i think when they launched their second phone which is the oneplus 2 oneplus 2 so the price of that was 29 22999 at that time and i checked and i adjusted inflation to 2023 and it's around 37000 so if they had to price it aggressively this would have been an ideal price but yeah they're portraying themselves like a apple competitor instead of a uh, oneplus or a samsung competitor so yeah i wouldn't buy this phone because it's sold on flipkart Ab- apart from that yeah that's that's all yeah so um interesting thing was yesterday i watched a video from i think beam bomb where he spoke about the oneplus 1 One, and he said that it was running smoothly and things like that but then someone did the calculation below and they said that even if you are just for inflation there are a lot of other things they have to also like include so even the oneplus 1 One would come to around 45000 once you adjust everything like increase cost like increase costs for the parts or like all those things so there's i don't think there's any point in like really checking for inflation and then how much they should have done it but i yeah, but do agree it's a bit overpriced yeah that is they true. have they have their other constraints of making the phone transparent like carpe uh, put out a thread on uh, how much uh, extra stuff they have to do in the manufacturing plant so that uh, there's no dust that gets into the transparent yeah, thing I and think... it doesn't show up and all those stuff as well that also uh, could increase the cost but they are uh, raising funds left right and center i think they recently raised a 90 million dollar uh, fund from uh, investors and stuff so they are taking investments as well and they're pricing it so high if they would have priced it a bit more comp- competitively maybe they could have had an edge over other brands and people could have people would have come and bought their phones increasing their sales but yeah i don't know maybe you can wait for uh, the sales that are coming up maybe the big billion day sale or something like that where yeah, and- where the price will uh, reduce further and maybe comes around the 30 39999 price point and maybe at that price point it be a better phone compared to this price yeah so for all of the people that live in bangalore on 14th so today is 12th on 14th that is two days from now uh in uh, i think lulu mall mm-hmm. at 7 pm there is an exclusive nothing drop so we will be probably be the second city in the world to get this uh, nothing drop so if you guys are really interested you can go buy a phone from there so this is very reminiscent to uh the old oneplus days where uh, i think we even uploaded a shot on it where how oneplus used to have exclusive uh launches or like only few people could get access to the phones and that was through sharing it on your instagram or people used to wait in line in front of the apple store so this is very reminiscent of that type of marketing tactic for me personally as a as a consumer i like brands that know to market themselves very well and like the no in their brand that are comfortable in their own brand identity and that's what got me like more more attracted to the 
the old OnePlus are the nothing phone too at this point. So yes, it is overpriced, but it is also, I would say, I don't know how much the experience is comparable to others. For example, OnePlus, from my experience, even the flagships don't have great front cameras, whereas I've heard that in the nothing phone too, they have greatly improved the experience of front camera and recording. So if you are a person that wants to play it safe, don't buy it right now. Wait for the embargo to drop. Wait for the actual reviews to drop for people to uh, put their negative opinions and things on it and then say that, oh, this is the good part, this is the bad part. What if what if out of nowhere there's an issue where the 5G doesn't work properly or like uh, there is some issue with the data, con- like basically getting data, like how some Pixel phones have or what if there is extreme thermal throttling? Like, so if you're a person that's genuinely interested in buying it like for yourself not as like as not as an enthusiast but as a product like you're considering it in your list of products then wait for some time the price will reduce you can get a bank offer too uh, but the price will reduce so wait for some time and then buy it if you're a person that's a fan and like a fanboy and you want to be one of the first people to get it then you can go to the OnePlus draw I mean nothing drop and you can get it but it is a risk so be aware of that so that kind of sums it up for the episode guys thank you for listening to the episode i know it was a long episode but we had quite a bit to cover and hopefully you liked the episode Uh, for those of you are listening to this episode on an amazon alexa device please reach out to us on our instagram at the rate tech buddies pod we have a few questions to ask we've been noticing some activity and personally we don't use uh, Amazon Alexa so we want to know what exactly is going on and if you're listening to this on Spotify uh, you might have a question uh, to answer in one of those like poll things or there might be a poll or there might be a question or there might be a question like what did you think of this episode do let us know it's even if you didn't like it or if you have any suggestion do let us know Uh, and hopefully you enjoyed the episode we will upload a shorter video on YouTube so If you want to check that out, you can check that out. You can check out our other scam videos on YouTube, which is, in my opinion, fun videos and you will like it. So, yeah, search Tech Buddies podcast on YouTube and you will find it. And hopefully you have a great day ahead.